As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to another episode of the Steel Moment Podcast with me, Michael LeBois. Our guest today is Robert Marcotte, better known as Acadian, a singer-songwriter out of Louisiana, currently in Austin, Texas, who just released a phenomenal record called Southern Culture. A little mix of blues, a little mix of jazz, some country, along with some pretty interesting, cool pop tracks. Uh, Robert and I sit down and talk a little bit about... Uh, the birth of some of those songs and uh, where he kind of gets his inspiration from. Uh, Robert and I both originally from the metal scene, both have a, a love for the, the guys who can make the transition um, as we've seen from members of certain bands like uh, Alexis on fire. We talk a little bit about city and color um, and you know, just what we generally like to listen to. Acadian is fantastic. If you guys get a chance to check them out, please do. Um, in Texas, their uh, COVID stipulations are a little bit less than ours, but uh, still have to be social distanced and still have to be safe. But Robert will be playing some Christmas carols around. You'll hear about that near the end of the, uh, the episode today. So please go ahead and check that out. Uh, uh, as for some of the goals we have this year, uh, I just broke um, a little bit of a nice uh, goal for myself is we've had over 400 uh, unique downloads for the audio podcast, which is fantastic. Thank you to those who've been listening since the beginning and those who are just joining us. Welcome. Uh, we're ha I'm happy to have you guys here as well. Um, as for the YouTube channel, we are now up to 44 subscribers. So I am six away from the uh, goal of 50 subs before the end of 2020 uh the episode that will be out on um january 1st will be the <laughs> will be the uh the target episode to have that 50 subscriber mark um it will be uh a great accomplishment for me it's, it's something that i've been really excited about and uh, i'm very happy to uh have that up uh my YouTube channel of the week. I know I said day last week because uh, this isn't a daily podcast. It's a weekly podcast. So it doesn't make sense to call it the uh, YouTuber of the day. Um, uh, but this week is a, a very good friend of mine, uh, Katie Ionita. Uh, if you guys could definitely go check out her channel. She, uh, she covers some really interesting things. Um, sometimes some, some topics of uh, sensitive nature, but also uh, some great cooking tutorials. If you guys are uh, vegan or vegetarian, uh, choose not to, uh, you know, 
even if you, you're a carnivore like myself or omnivore like myself, check it out. Uh, I'm excited to maybe uh, make her queso. She keeps telling me it's really, really good. So um, that's what I am definitely going to try and uh, try here in the next little bit. But um, Katie's a wonderful follow on social media as well, if you get a chance. Uh, and she is just now starting a uh, Twitch channel as well. Uh, I've seen a few of the, the events and she's a, she's a great uh, conversation piece and a wonderful person. So uh, give her a follow. Um, she's at 20,000. Let's get her to Let's get it at 30 if we can. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, continue to grow those numbers and, and watch her uh, develop into uh, even more of a, a, a powerful voice on this platform. Um, I only promote people that I, I honestly uh, like and respect. If you uh, watch a video of hers, uh, tell her that I sent you and um, enjoy. <laughs> also, if you guys haven't yet, please, please, please head over to the Gunpowder Empire page. Uh, there'll be a link in the description below. We are uh, pushing the 35 subscriber mark. <laughs> um, so we're down up to 31 since the release of Through Bloodshot Eyes, which if you guys haven't seen yet, please watch it. It's fantastic. Huge props again to Scott Yule, Travis Owen, and Taylor Hahn um, from Hahn Audio. Um, it's a fantastic track and get ready because we have another one on the way. Uh, just got sent to mastering as of today. So uh, that will be ready to go for you guys here in the near future. If I can convince my fellow members, I might have a little sample for you guys uh, in the next episode. So be ready for that as well. But with that being said, Acadian and I would like to steal a moment. How's the how's the the album release been so far? Couple days in, uh, Southern Culture, right? Make sure I got that that's, name right. Yeah, that's right. Nice. How's it going so far? Uh, is how are the numbers looking after a few days out? Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not you know to be expected. I don't think people have really caught on or figured out. Um, you know what the album's about or really giving it a chance or listen to it yet uh i think i spent most of the money on like uh the initial single as far as like advertising and whatnot so okay. yeah so the album's pretty much been ghosted so far i think uh most people like the uh cafe Olay song also okay and, uh, I think they they had a chance to kind of uh, see the singles, but not really. They haven't had the time to get back to me on the album. Oh, right on, man. Well, I I got I gave it a full listen today and a little bit yesterday, and it's definitely fun, man. I like the blend of the different styles and um, some of the the different uh, feels of like each track is really uh, really fun to to listen to. My favorite one right now is "Kiss Her Like You Love Her." Um, All right. 
Yeah, okay. actually, I really dig that. I showed it to my girlfriend a little bit ago, um, and she was feeling it. I like the the like the simple guitar riff and and kind of the feel of of that song overall. Man, it's cool. That's what's up. You know who that was inspired by, right? I do not. Who was that inspired by? Uh, Daft Punk, oddly enough. Oh, really? Yeah. Let me hear this story. The Digital Love Album. <laughs> Sweet. Tell me a little bit about uh, like what what is the inspiration behind the Digital Love Album, and like how did it kind of bring everything together for that song? Because I, I I love that song a lot. <laughs> you know, I like Hollow Notes a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at different disco and funk guitar riffs. And then I remembered uh, Daft Punk and the Digital Love song. I think I saw uh, that song on like a, um, a, like a Gap commercial or something like that. And uh, I just really liked the riff and the breakdown and that cool disco rock electronica fusion. So it stuck with me and I like the rhythm guitar EQ. I was like, hey, I want to play with that. Nice. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because, like, uh, you go from your glory into that, into Heart on a Fishing Line, and, like, the feel of those three songs, like, all together kind of just give this really cool ebb and flow of, like, you can do anything with that voice of yours, man. It's awesome. I, I dig the way your sound kind of goes through different genres. It's pretty sweet. Well, thank you. I think uh, that just came from a place of – doing uh, metal in a way that we thought we, we could make ourselves very marketable. And we, we did do a very great job at recording our songs, um, but it was somewhat formulaic. We were trying to appeal to a certain demographic and I didn't really have a chance to kind of explore my inner self and my emotional state and how I want to express myself musically. So that just came from that place and then just kind of breaking down all those walls and just trying everything. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you came from more of a metal background into sort of this blues and uh, uh, more pop or jazz influence, I guess. Uh, tell me a little bit about the transition from that metal genre into what Acadian is now. Oh, well, uh, I, I kind of had like a, a compass for that or a reference point. Uh, I kind of had a sense that I would want to do that. And I saw uh, Dallas Green from Alexis on Fire. He started doing City in Color. I was like, hey, you know, maybe I could do that too. And then I, uh, I did a cover of this song called Brother uh, with Need to Breathe and they featured Gavin DeGraw. And then I was like, man, I really enjoyed doing that. And I got a lot of positive feedback. So I was like, hey, maybe I could take this further and do some original songs. So I had like some demo songs from back in the day when I was in Korea and I was bored and uh, I wanted to remember America and Louisiana and really good Texas and Cajun food as well. And so, uh, yeah, so I wrote about it and those rhythms kind of reflected both places, Austin and, and New Orleans. And uh, then it just kind of developed over the years while I was doing other bands. And uh, I felt like I needed to develop it more. So I went down to San Antonio and I worked with the same producer that produced all my metal stuff and hard rock stuff. 
uh, Corey Brenneman mm-hmm. uh, down in San Antonio. He's also in a metal band called Through Arters. Okay, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, I think their latest single is Graves. Okay. Really good. Right. Um, yeah, and it, we worked really well together. And uh, one of his band members, Levi Miller, was a guitarist, and he's really good on lead guitar. And we both have similar mindsets, so we like City and Color, Maroon 5, you know, uh, like Creedence Clearwater Revival, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that Southern rock love. Yeah, yeah. King Harvest, you know, Dancing in the Moonlight. Right? Yep. Yeah, and all those real feel-good like dance and Americana folk bands as well. Um, yeah. So it was kind of all that. And we like vintage hard rock and stuff like that too. So it's kind of, we, we blended well, we wrote well together. Yeah, man, I can definitely feel it. Like I, like I said, uh, cause I, my first experience was uh, falling over uh, was the first, first one I, I heard falling in over. Sorry. Um, that that was the first one that I heard and I was like, Oh man, I love the vibe of this song. So I went back and listened to everything else, your glory cafe LA. And then, um, now listening to the whole record is, is fun. Like I just enjoy when it's good and it feels good. Uh, it, it, it definitely, uh, ties into that. Like myself being a metal musician, my solo stuff, more similar thing to, to you. I, I found Dallas green in city and color after listening to Alexis on, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark on fire and um my first time listening to him was day old hate and i'm actually working on a cover of day old hate right now that we're going to release on the band page very cool so (laughs) um but yeah i had the same vibe like i'm i've been in metal bands majority of my career as a musician and um when I wanted to step away i chose to step away towards more that singer songwriter kind of folk style with a little rock undertone because i mean you, you can't take the rock completely out of it oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah you still got that fire in you right 
Yeah, and it and it works out nicely. Like uh, we just released the video for our most recent single that just came out called Through Bloodshot Eyes. Um, we just dropped the video last week and it's doing pretty well. I mean, it, it, it's, it's working its way through the, it, it spiked really fast and then it leveled off really hard and now it's still where it was about a week ago. So, <laughs> um, but we're trying to, you know, just push it as best we can. We're a small market Denver band. Um, uh, one of the questions I did have from the previous time we talked that I wanted to kind of talk about now what do you see about the Austin music scene and what are you expecting to see from it when we can get back to playing shows again? I don't know what the situation is there right now. We still haven't opened venues in Denver. Um, we actually went all the way back to essentially restaurants are curbside only um, bars are closed. Like we're, we're back to pretty much almost square one without going all the way back. Oh, well, I don't know about Austin. Um, I think it'll be similar uh, as far as everything opening back up, having venues that can pack enough people into where we can make money off the shows. Um, I think it's going to be difficult to play in Austin. However, we do have surrounding cities here in Texas, fortunate enough to have you know three major cities, well, a few more than that actually. So, you know, we got San Antonio, we got Houston, Austin, uh, Corpus Christi, San Marcos, New Braunfels. Like, we got a whole bunch of cities that have great venues. Uh, Salado, Waco. Um, so I'll probably be playing there more. Okay. Uh, in college towns, in places that have a lot of great restaurant bars. Because uh, in Texas, you know, uh, those places were able to stay open of the type of license they had for their venue so okay yeah so those places are still thriving they adapted it. they're actually making more money now oh so, wow yeah because <laughs> now they're you know now they're selling food and alcohol right mm-hmm. that's a wow. that's a nice change of pace and and i'm sure that it's it's convenient to have those other locations i i had a an interview that'll be airing in a week after this one um with a buddy of mine who moved to nashville and we were talking about how Denver, where I am from, is a really hard market to expand outward regionally because there's no other markets that are relatively marketable within a reasonable distance. Like from Austin, you can get to Houston in what, like two hours? Yeah, yeah. It's, that, yeah. that is nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then like from Denver, there are no real accessible markets within eight hours. I mean, you can get to Omaha, you can get to Salt Lake, you can get to Cheyenne and maybe Albuquerque, but mm. you can't get to like LA, Dallas, Houston, you can't get to Kansas City, uh, Chicago, um, you know, some of these other places that are easily accessible from other parts of the country to other major markets to help grow your brand. Um, how do you think that kind of affects a band, say like yours in an area like Austin, where you can kind of grow out from there as an epicenter? Well, if I was in that same scenario, so you're asking from my perspective, how I have the advantage or <laughs> advantage. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's great because, you know, I can build up my base. I can have a large show in uh, the Austin area 
and then I can trade shows, right? So then I can work with a band that's comparable to mine in Dallas or San Antonio. And, uh, you know, I can go open for them or be one of the acts there. And then I'll be in, in, you know, within a crowd or perform for a crowd that's about the same or maybe larger. Um, so having those major cities within hours of each other helps you to generate, I guess, more pull uh, at a faster pace. And then you're not exhausting as many resources. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. That's a that's a great point. Um, yeah, because we don't I mean, like, we can have big shows in Denver or Colorado Springs, but like we can't generate a crowd outside of that with many bands in the region that can extend that far. Like it just doesn't feel like that's a, a very uh, plausible option because like the next closest big city to Denver or Colorado Springs is Salt Lake, which is eight hours by car. Uh, and you have to go over the mountains and through essentially like mountain desert to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a task for sure. So you really have to plan ahead of time and save up and make sure you have a backup plan. And that's, yeah, that's more challenging. Yeah. And it, it it's, it's crazy. Cause you, you don't know, like you, you're spending more than you're probably going to get in a guarantee um, to go play there. Uh, so you got to figure out, you know, how, how do you make it work and, and what's the functionality of it? Now, to me, that doesn't depress me because I like being a, it playing in Denver. Like I like playing here and, and for the people that I know we can draw a crowd to. Um, so that, that's a plus right now. But if we were ever to expand, we'd have to figure out a way to get to other areas in a reasonable amount of time without overspending. So you're originally from uh, Louisiana, correct? I am. Yeah. Um, and you were you you're in you were in the military, right? Air Force. Yeah, I was in the Air Force. Awesome. Yeah. Um, where else have you gone? You said Korea. Where else have you been in the world because of the Air Force? Oh, just everywhere. There's a military post. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So, yeah. So Germany. Yeah. Yeah, Korea. Uh, I'm trying to think of where else I know that there's some military posts. Uh, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, do you have a favorite place, a place that you've, you were stationed that you like, if you could go back as a civilian and just enjoy the city, where would you go? Hmm. That's a good question, man. I really liked Fort Gordon because of the golfing no. and the masters tournament. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Nice. Did you get to play at, uh, was it, is that in Georgia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you get to play at Augusta? Augusta? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't really get to play or anything. Uh, honestly, to be honest, I didn't, I wasn't really into golf that much, but what happened every time the masters, you know, was a thing. Uh, yeah. Shows you how much I know about it. Uh, <laughs> there. <laughs> There, uh, there were a bunch of great live bands oh. at every venue. And uh, it was just like, oh, suddenly there's all this money coming into town, you know, and they all want to go to bars and party. So you have these really great live bands. And I just fell in love with listening to them all. So that's why I like about Augusta and the Masters. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense. Okay, nice. <laughs> I, I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy that as well. We, uh, we occasionally get... Um, 
some of the NCAA tournaments here in Denver at the, it's now called the ball arena. Um, it was originally called Pepsi center. Uh, the joke right now is everyone's uh, everyone called the Pepsi center, the can. So they're going to call ball arena, the sack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that would generate money to come into the town. So bands would come and play in the venues that we have around here and kind of in, and get to see and enjoy some of the music that way as well. Okay. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So, how does the record sound on vinyl? I saw that you've been you you had a, a press of vinyl for that. Ah, it sounds great. Uh, it's it's real smooth. Sounds velvety, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you crank it up. You hear uh, you hear more bass. Um, like the integrity of the bass sound, seems to be at a higher level you can really turn the volume up extremely high. You have like great quality speakers. Um, yeah. And it's uh, it's 180 grams, so it doesn't skip as easily even if, you know, the room's vibrating or whatever. Oh, nice. Um, I saw that you had um, a, a potential, like a blue fade print of it. Are you guys, are you still going to do the prints of the the vinyl or no? uh yeah so it's gonna be yeah speckled blue mm-hmm. uh we are gonna do that yes <laughs> uh, you just helped me get a, a birthday and like holiday present for uh, a buddy of mine who collects vinyls he likes fancy like design vinyls so i'm stoked to to maybe pick one of those up and, and see uh um, you get one. Oh, sweet that'd be uh, awesome man yeah I, I should be getting an eta on when those are coming in Hopefully they come in before Christmas. I'd like to put a few under the tree for people. Yeah, I I definitely it, just let me know when they're available and I'll pick one up for sure. Because um, okay. uh, my so my old guitar player started collecting vinyl about five years ago uh, in one of the other bands I used to be in. Um, but he has like this really interesting collection of vinyls that are all um, more modern, but like since vinyls kind of had a, this uh, renaissance of sorts, a lot of bands have been doing like really interesting, intricate um, wax work. Kind of, so like the speckled blue, um, he has one that's clear that has like red that radiates from the center and comes out. Uh, I can't remember what, which one it is, but yeah. So it was really cool to see that. And I was like, Oh man, I, I got to get one of those for him. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've seen quite a few. I like the the Coke bottle one too. That looks oh like yeah, but just neat. You know, <laughs> I think I want to have that for the summer. You know, mm-hmm. thought about re redoing another version of the album with the uh, cover I had for Heart on a Fishing Line as a single, and then Ooh. doing like a Coke bottle vinyl. I think that would be really cool. Oh man, that would be awesome. That's a that's an interesting song too. What's the story behind that one? Hard on the fishing line. Fishing line. Well, you know the phrase like "there's so many fish in the sea," right? Mm-hmm. Thinking, well, then if that's true, you know, I'm putting my heart on the fishing line to catch these fish, and I need to guard my heart. And so I just wrote a song about that. Um, yeah, and uh, I was kind of decompressing after the military, going to college. And I was living on a ranch in Texas. It's a very Texan thing to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, so as I was chewing my tobacco and saying yee-haw around a bonfire, <laughs> looking at the starlight, <laughs> I started writing the song. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, and, uh, and it was really cool. I think it was it was heavily inspired by Need to Breathe and a lot of their like Americana gospel kind of arrangements um so i think that's mainly where that came from i was listening to a lot of them uh, around that time nice uh i actually dig need to breathe they're they're a hell of a band um they're uh they they definitely have a, a, a killer vibe to them i, I enjoy them very much uh, yeah uh they kind of remind me of um like almost like parachute in a way parachute i'm not familiar with that uh, they did uh kiss me slowly um uh she was another one that was like their main signal she she is the one that i can't find uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i think i've heard them yes yeah they they're they i like i kind of feel both of them are in the same vein but i dig uh, i dig need to breathe for sure yeah um i see your wedding picture behind you you are a married man yeah yeah how long have you guys been together five years oh right on man yeah any uh any any plans for a family yeah we have a little girl she's great oh how old's your little girl i didn't know that she's three right on man that's a fun age uh my <laughs> my girlfriend who's uh hiding in the corner working at the moment um she uh has a three-year-old nephew that we just got to see over thanksgiving and uh if that's any indication of how much energy your daughter has um i, I applaud you too and uh I, I hope things are going well and you're getting sleep <laughs> oh yeah no she's great uh we have a good time we run around we go we've been going to look at all the different christmas lights all around town and she really likes metal too. <laughs> yeah. Who's her favorite? Who's her favorite metal band right now? 
Ah, who Eden's favorite metal band? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, my little girl. Yeah, she likes uh, Every Time I Die. That's a hell of a band. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like it accidentally came on because I forgot to like turn off the Bluetooth or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was picking her up from daycare, and she heard it, and she really, she's like, "Oh, put it back on." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll listen to it. Nice. <laughs> who are uh, who are some of your favorite metal bands right now? Then uh, to to go into that vein. Okay, yeah, some of my favorite metal bands. Uh, a lot of people think they fell off, but I still really like uh, Asking Alexandria. I like the uh, their some of their songs are you know a bit experimental and they took a lot of chances. Uh, and I think they're more alternative now, and so people didn't respond too well to that. But I, I like the new dynamics that they're offering. Mm-hmm. And I really liked uh, Anti-Socialist, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was like a really great breakthrough song for them. It's like, wow, you're, you're taking, you know, your strengths and then you're developing this cool new modern sound in a way that really works for them, I think. Yeah, I dig axing at Alexandria a lot. That the last two records have been interesting and fun to kind of like feel a different vibe from, and I'm a I'm a fan big time of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've been listening to. Uh, have you heard of Hawk? Hawk. Um, they are uh, two of the former members of This or the Apocalypse. Uh, Ricky from Ice Nine Kills is their front man. Hmm. And uh, they just released a, an EP on Friday called Paradox or Tolerance's Paradox. Hmm. Um, I actually had Burn their bassist on this episode or on this show um, early on, and uh, it's it's crazy how dynamic it is from top to bottom as well. They've got some really like heavy bangers, some like gent breakdowns, and then they've got some more melodic like clean vocal from top to bottom that are just crushers i dig it that's what's up also the august burns red christmas album oh my god i haven't listened to it yet i just saw the cover the other day it's so good oh man i i I thought i was like you know okay this is as good as it's gonna get like i think three songs in i'm like you know it's great but you know it couldn't get any better and then the home alone theme song comes on <laughs> and my eyes just light up. I'm like, no, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> and uh, was head banging to the Home Alone theme song. Nice. That's going on my playlist tonight. I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Hillary listen to that one. <laughs> um. Oh, that's so crazy. Lights. <laughs> yeah. We uh we have our our trees up over here right now we put it all up uh sunday we put it up sunday right? saturday. saturday um so everything's up and i've got christmas lights in front of me i got christmas lights over here i got a tree over there um what's your favorite christmas tradition drinking eggnog and eating cookies yes <laughs> i had eggnog right before this i should have kept the glass Dude, so did I. all right wow. there you go there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it is um, my mom is the queen of stocking stuffers, and we do our stockings on Christmas Eve. So, 
um, they are generally like some of the most unique and interesting gifts ever. And then she finds like one staple every year for every person. And I think mine the last like five years has been a unique pair of socks. Very nice. Yeah. I've got some awesome ones with reindeer on it. Nice. Like with horns and stuff. Yes. Nice. That's, that's how it's done. (laughs) They're, They're knit to like a sweater. Oh. Socks. I bet they're warm as hell too. <laughs> they make my feet sweat. They don't need to be that warm in Texas, but they look really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get occasional ice storms there, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> I wore them to Germany though. They worked very well in Germany. Oh, I can imagine. There you go. Okay, that works. Um <laughs> So explain the name a little bit. We talked about this uh, before, but I- I'm I'm excited to talk about it again. Um, the name Acadian. What did that? Uh, where did that come from, and why did you choose it? Okay, a bit of a condensed history lesson. I'm gonna kind of mash on the gas pedal with this, but yeah. So forgive me. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the Nova Scotians came down from Canada, right? Once they came to the Americas. And then they navigated down the Louisiana Purchase. So they went from like, uh, you know, Missouri and St. Louis, you know, where all the French cities are all the way down, right? Uh, migrated down to New Orleans, uh, port city where they could, you know, trap and get furs and trade. Uh, and uh, that was the name of that group, the Acadians. So you have Acadians in Canada still and uh, that didn't want to migrate down. They're like, hey, plenty of furs up here in Canada. And then uh, they migrated down to uh, New Orleans. They're like, hey, it's too cold. Let's find something that's warmer near a port. And so uh, <laughs> they stayed in uh, New Orleans. Nice. So there, you there you go. Uh, I, I would call it the TLDR version. That works out perfectly. Uh, so too long, didn't Southern Canadian. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> uh, you have a your fr- your French descent as well, like myself, correct? I am. Yeah. Yep. Uh, French Canadian as well. I'm sure. There you go. Yeah, that's why we look similar. Yeah, <laughs> we we could be related. It's it's kind of crazy how much we look alike. <laughs> in the bois, in the marquettes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that's been a that's been a, a fun challenge throughout my entire life is is people saying my last name right until recently i think people are being slightly more cultured now i don't know well that's very cool it is fun to say yeah uh and my name is awesome in french with the the first and middle name so because my name is michael andrew so i'd be michel andre lebois very nice <laughs> Yeah. yeah it works out nicely uh and and it's also fun because like i feel like the french accent even in the french canadian version which is a little less aggressive is still so much fun to say and i'm a huge hockey fan so i get to hear it all the time <laughs> that's awesome man <laughs> yeah robert even sounds cooler in french robert yeah right um <laughs> So as 2020 is coming to a close, you have a new album out. Uh, what are your hopeful goals for 2021 in terms of the music world? Oh, I'm not done with 2020 yet. All right. Well, what do you got? What do you got for me then? 
Yeah. So I'm going to play a bunch of acoustic shows uh, and bring a crock pot and fill it full of hot cocoa. And uh, I'm going to sip on that while playing Christmas carols. Oh, dude, yes. you, are the, you are the smartest man in the world. I swear. <laughs> oh, man. I, didn't even, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. The, the crock pot part is the best part because you could just dip the ladle in and like take a sip. Put the yeah, ladle back down. Nobody's there. I'm having a good time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, okay, so you got that going on for 2020. Uh, what are your yeah. hopes for the for uh, for Southern culture here? Like, how 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 can I make it bigger by presenting it to the world right now? Oh man, yeah. I guess you could just share it and explain why you really enjoy it and what it does for you. Uh, my friends that have heard it and listened all the way through said it was really good and uh, that it's just kind of a matter of time um, that we're going to play shows and eventually it's just going to start taking off. So that was very encouraging. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I think right now it's just taking the same amount of care and time that was invested in uh, developing the music and, and focus that same energy on preparing the show and the sound and you know the stage set up and making sure we're all good and that we we do our best uh, and that we're comparable to other bands that are on major labels well uh there will be a link in the description below i will put a link in like on the screen you can't see it because it's just on my screen here uh and, and i'll link to the music videos up up here and we'll make it a big to do because i really dig this record and i like you as a person as well so that makes it a double awesome because i can honestly say like i i can feel the passion in the music when you say like when i hear it and sometimes you can't there are, there are songs out there from artists who feel like they just phoned it in. But I definitely can feel like you, you put the time, effort, and passion into every single song on this record. Well, thank you. I think we do the same thing with the live shows, uh, that it's going to do great. Yeah, man. I, and that's one thing I miss a lot. I've only been able to play one show this year. We did an acoustic show back in September um because my band can do both so we built it to be an acoustic and an, and a metal project so like we have an acoustic album out now that came out uh it'll be two years old in february oh um that is uh a little bit more of the singer songwriter style with a little rock in there still um and then we have the metal band which is releasing another song in 2020 hopefully uh it's getting mastered uh, to, not tomorrow, uh, as of the recording of this Thursday. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so we're really excited to get that one out. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than the one we just released, but the one we just released, people have loved. Um, and it, 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 it's arguably my favorite song that I think I've ever written with the group of guys that I've worked with. So. Okay. Yeah. What was the name of the song again? Uh, the song's called Through Bloodshot Eyes. Uh, the, okay. Yeah. The videos on our, we have a, like an Instagram TV of it on Instagram. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. Um, the band's called gunpowder empire. So 
Yes, I have you saved on uh, Apple Music. Sweet. Yes, it's on yeah. there as well. The video's not yet. Uh, I got to figure out how to get that on there. I think DistroKid can do that for us if we ask nicely. Did you listen to Affiance yet? Uh, I have. Yeah. Fantastic, dude. It's awesome. Them? Yeah. And uh, you're the one who introduced me to, uh, what is it? The, the uh, man, Ross, the, the driver era. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome too. You were right. They're my favorite alternative rock band right now. Yeah. One compares right now. They're fantastic. But there's no, nobody's catching them yet. That's, that's awesome. I've been, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend got me into some more of like the, like this kind of ethereal electronic stuff that I've been mm-hmm. listening to lately. Um, OTR is one group. Um, and then she listens to Elenium a lot, who's actually from the Denver area. Um, so, yeah. Um, Elenium actually did a track with I Prevail. Ooh. Um, I think it's called Feel Something. It, it's pretty lit, actually. It, it's pretty sweet. It's, it's uh, both Brian and Eric do, or Brian and Dick do vocals on it. And it just sounds really cool. It's got a great vibe to it. I'll have to check it out. I'm always on the lookout for fresh new sounds and uh, and production. Yeah. Uh, another one is uh, Petite Biscuit. Petite Biscuit. Yeah. He has a, he has an album that just came out too. That's pretty legit. That's pretty fun. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll check it out. That's a quirky name. Sounds like fun. Yes. Uh, what are you watching right now? Are you watching anything TV wise, Netflix wise? The Mandalorian. This is uh, the way. Oh, okay. How is the second season treating you so far? No spoilers, because I don't know if my audience has watched it yet. Okay, yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, they did a lot more character development, and uh, they did some awesome guest uh, cameos of like uh, great actors that I like. So that's sweet. Really- okay. Um, yeah, uh, Hillary's gonna watch it here soon, I think probably going to start it eventually um i i haven't even watched the first season yet i'm i'm a horrible star wars fan um i've actually been reading the witcher novels um i got those for my birthday so those have been interesting to kind of get through those um and then we just finished the final season of Shit's creek we're probably going to start the queen's gambit here soon I watched it's Creek too. It's really good. Yeah, man, that show was so well written, and the characters are so fun to watch develop from beginning to end. They're lots of fun. Do you have a favorite character? Man, ah, uh, no, not really. <laughs> I like them all. They're all quirky in their own way, right? They uh, they work well together, which I think. Oh, sorry, that's me. Um, they work well so well together that like I think it it blends nicely and, and kind of creates this really fun uh overall vibe that is just it's it's interesting and enjoyable and I don't think there's too many shows like that anywhere that kind of can touch that feel. It's it's cool that it's like they play off of each other and set each other up to be funny, which is really neat. I like that style of comedy. Yeah. Uh are you in office or parks and rec or both? Uh, you know, like, I think I only skim watched them. I didn't really dive too heavy into them. Okay. I mean, I, I did the same thing until recently. And then with the pandemic, I got caught up on all the shows that I missed. 
<laughs> yeah, I think like I watched How I Met Your Mother a lot. Okay. Around, I guess it's around the same time. I mm-hmm. think it came out around the same time. Yeah, they're all around the same like level of, of time frame of television show. Um, which I, I think is interesting, like how much the world has changed in that respect in terms of entertainment. Like how many of those shows could be on air now and not get canceled? Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. I guess not too many. Yeah, because I think that's one of the other things that I, I, I talk about quite a bit on this, and maybe you can address it in a little ways. Uh, this concept of cancel culture and, and the way that we've kind of had to deal with how social media has sort of disrupted people who've made decisions to say things at 18 that are they're being ostracized or destroyed for at 25, 26. Um, how do you kind of feel about like that realm of the world right now like because it, it, it was more rampant earlier in the year but sort of mellowed out now but it seems like it's yeah. it's kind of creating this weird like updraft of of issues well um i don't know i guess that kind of stems from just having a larger social platforms and people want to wanting to validate themselves and compare themselves to other people and so if they point out other people's flaws, then they feel better about themselves. Uh, I think that's a lot of it stems from that. And then uh, there's just higher visibility. Everybody is, you know, um, exposed in a way that they haven't been before. And uh, news reports can be released immediately. People can live stream, you know, uh, be in real time and talk about every issue going on. Uh, and then a lot of it is, it's just, it seems people have forgotten how to forgive people for making mistakes and, and not recognizing that they're human too. And that, you know, put in the same environment, given the same upbringing, they might've made the same mistakes. So I, I wish, uh, that people focused more on themselves and perfecting themselves and improving their own life instead of focusing so much on others and uh, their flaws. Amen. Uh, that's. I think they'd be happier. Oh yeah, and that's I think the the biggest takeaway, and yeah. that that's a hundred percent right, man. <laughs> it's one of those things. Like it, I don't think people. And also, there's not enough distance now, where people instead of taking time to think and react, they just react and, and don't take the time to think that, well, what would I do if I was in that situation? Or um, what was I doing at that time frame when that happened? Like you have to look at context as well as content. And I don't think that that happens as much anymore either. Right. People are going through things. People are depressed. They make bad decisions. Um, Often people go through dark periods in their life, which they'll soon get out of. And um, I don't think people put that into perspective. I completely agree, man. That, that, man, that, that's the most, like, I hope, I, I've asked several different guests that same question. And you guys all kind of are on the same way, but you put it, you put it in just the right, like, way that, like, I, I felt it. 
if that makes sense. Like it totally makes sense to think of it that way. Um, that, you know, people are less willing to forgive now. I feel like forgiveness is something that's been sort of forgotten. Right. I think so too. Um, I think it's good to, to learn how to do that uh, because I think many people are worth forgiving and are not a lost cause. And it's, uh, I don't feel that it's right to write them off. Agreed, 100%. Well, uh, Rob, uh, I'm going to give you the platform here now as we're getting set to wrap up here. I unfortunately got to make dinner here shortly. <laughs> um, anything you want to promote, anything you want to push out there, uh, feel free right now. The floor is yours. Okay. Well, we'll be doing a whole bunch of shows. Go ahead and check out uh, KDN on Facebook. That's where I'll post most of my updates. Uh, I, I am on um, Instagram, official Acadian, or Acadian official, one of the two. Uh, go ahead and follow it. Uh, we'll be posting updates. Been getting a lot of attention from record labels that have basically said, get your poll and we'll sign you. Um, so there's a lot of things in development. Uh, and it we'll start doing some live streams of our shows and our rehearsals. So you'll kind of get to see it build and develop. And I think that might be fun to include you all with that. Awesome, man. I'm excited to stay up with all that. I need to follow you on Facebook. I haven't done that yet. Um, that's on me though. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thanks again, Rob. Uh, appreciate everything. And uh, we'll be in touch soon, man. All right. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Michelle. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> all right man, take care peace all music on the podcast is provided by the band mosaic you can find them on spotify or on instagram at mosaic underscore band underscore official all artwork is provided by patrick creasy from the band red queen you can check out his band on spotify as well as the band's website redqueenband.com also, take the time to check out my band, Gunpowder Empire. We have a band camp at gunpowderempire.bandcamp.com. You can find all of our singles and our acoustic EP on Apple Music and Spotify. Thanks for listening. It almost feels like someone else is living my life. Cause it almost feels like someone else is living my As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 